Welcome back to our Let's Talk Dallas County program presented by Perry Fairway. On Monday, we talked to U.S. Congressman Zach Nunn, and we'll continue with that conversation today. And then another topic I'd like to discuss is the Ukraine spending, and a rough number I have is $113 billion that we spent on military items. I don't know, Zach, you may have a different number. Seems like we spent a lot of money, and I thought the reason why we left Afghanistan was to end endless wars. Uh, do you feel like this is becoming the same where we're continuing the spending against Ukraine for the for the war against Russia? Look, let me first say I've spent time in Ukraine. I was there as an election observer, and I know the Ukrainian people have the heart to stand up to Russia. And Russia is one of those countries that must be met and deterred with force or they'll continue to be an aggressor. I was a big supporter of Ukraine, and I thought that we should be getting military weapons to the Ukrainian people early on so they can protect life, things like surface-to-air missiles. The president, after saying three times that he thought Ukraine was basically a goner and the Russians were going to win this thing, has only now come around to that. My concern is shared with a lot of your listeners there. As a guy who served multiple combat tours in Afghanistan, we can't have 20 years of endless conflict and no strategy to come to an end state. So this is my request to the president. Before we spend another dollar in Ukraine, we have got to know what that end state looks like. How do we help the Ukrainian people? How do we bring down costs for everything from wheat to fertilizer that come out of Ukraine that have a direct impact on folks here in Iowa in a way that enables them to be successful going against Russia, but not in a way that is a slow bleed that does not help the United States national security, cost the American taxpayers trillions of dollars, and ultimately bleeds out the Ukrainian population if they don't have a pathway to success. We owe that to our allies in the Ukraine to be very clear on that front in the same way we had a responsibility in Afghanistan and Iraq to be able to close that out with honor. And unfortunately, this administration is failing on both those fronts. Uh, with Russia threatening nuclear war, could this put U.S. in a dangerous and difficult situation with their continuation of supplying Ukraine with weapons? Uh, does this put Americans in a dangerous situation? If we don't have a clear strategy on what we're trying to do and then make that strategy known both to our allies and to the Russians, then we continue to slide more and more into a no-man's land. This is exactly what happens when leaders do not stand up and say, this is my desired outcome. So let me be clear on my position. I want the Ukrainian people to be able to restore their territory. I want the Russians to step away from this, and we will put all pressure on them both diplomatically and militarily to do that. The United States will be an ally on this. But this is ultimately Ukraine's uh, battle, and we will provide them with the right types of military weapons. And I'll be clear here, surface-to-air missiles and fighter aircraft should be on the table. But adding just random amounts of, let's say, tanks, uh, even though they're Abrams, 31 tanks are not going to change the outcome of this conflict. It's a slow bleed of the Ukrainian people, and it's not an effective use of our military technology. Let, let me just add... Let's not forget the Ukrainians and the Russians had a massive tank supply leading into this conflict, and we've seen the futile nature of that. The Ukrainians themselves lost 300 tanks in the lead-up of the last year. 31 Abrams tanks are not going to change the outcome. We have to have definitive measures of success to make this work, and that means striking hard, striking fast, ending the Russian occupation, and getting the Russians back to the negotiating table on where they want to be as a country going forward. 
Again, we have U.S. Congressman from Iowa, Zach Nunn, on our Let's Talk Dallas County program. And you introduced a bipartisan congressional stock trading ban legislation that would prohibit uh, politicians and other people representing our nation from participating in trading stocks. Could you talk a little bit more about this and what people should know about it? And uh, how does this cap politicians from increasing their net worth? So, Logan, this has been a very important piece for me, uh, something that I worked on in the state legislature. The basic premise is members of Congress should not be using insider information to make themselves rich at the public's expense. You know, last go around, we had 75 members of Congress, both Republican and Democrat, who sat on sensitive committees, had information that... um, potentially help them become very independently wealthy based on the actions they took directly being briefed. You know, we wouldn't allow this in Wall Street. We wouldn't allow this in the Iowa State House. We certainly should not allow it in Congress. And the problem is that too many members of Congress and their spouses are taking information they hear in the hollowed halls of the Capitol building and then turning it into a personal profit. Look, let's put the people of Iowa ahead of the politicians pocketbooks when it comes to how information is handled. And this stock act is very clear. It's that you will not make any stock trade while you're serving in Congress, nor will your spouse. And if you do, you'll be fined. And if you're found guilty, you'll forfeit any profit that you make in addition to paying a $50,000 fine. I think this is as clear as day. Look, Americans want us to do the hard work to make this country a better place and hold big corporations, big tech accountable, not find out information before everybody else and use that to make a stock trade that puts a little bit of uh, pocketbook money in their own uh, purse. And uh, is this piece of legislation in direct correlation with politicians getting rich being in office? Yeah, I think it's pretty self-evident. You're right, Logan. The fact that we have uh, members of Congress who come in, like myself, uh, you know, just hardworking folk, with, uh, in my case, six kids, and leaving, in some cases, to the tune of millions of dollars. That's a direct result, not because of anything special that they did or made a a smart bet, but the very fact that, you know, some of these folks have been found to have traded based on information they knew only because of their job. Um, That's inappropriate. It's wrong. It's criminal. They need to be held accountable. Well, thank you, Mr. Nunn, for your time. We always appreciate it, and I know you're a busy guy, so we appreciate you the you know 15 minutes you give us. Hey, I'm thrilled to get to do it. Keep up the hard work, and uh, please let me or my offices know if we can be helpful. We've opened up across the state, real people in offices ready to work for Iowa. Thank right, you, well, Logan. We'll talk to you next month. Thank you so much.